Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Born Again Club pod. My name is Troy Miller and I will be taking you um, into some gospel today, um, deep diving uh, into the Bible. Now, <clears throat> yesterday was Tuesday and I said that I'd upload an episode every um, Wednesday. So surprise, surprise, today's Wednesday. I got my days mixed up. And I thought I could use yesterday as like a bonus pilot episode just to introduce myself um, and who I am and, and the journey um, to Christianity that that I took. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm going to dive into some Bible today. Now, um, I'll get into that a little bit later on, um, but I think I just want to start off every episode with a prayer. So... Um, if you will just bow your heads with me as I pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you in humble reverence, seeking your presence and guidance in my life. I thank you for your unconditional love and grace, which sustain me through all circumstances. Today I lift up my heart in prayer, knowing that you hear and that you answer. Lord, grant me wisdom and discernment as I na navigate the paths of life. Guide me Guide my steps and help me make decisions that align with you and your will. Illuminate my mind with your truth, that I may walk in righteousness and bring glory to your name. In moments of weakness, grant me strength and courage when I face challenges and trials. Be my refuge and my fortress. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I may be empowered to overcome obstacles and persevere in my faith. Help me to trust in your promises and remember that with you, all things are possible. Father, I also pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. In the midst of the storms of life, may your calming presence envelop me, grant me inner tranquility, even in the face of chaos and uncertainty. Help me to anchor my soul in your unwavering love, knowing that you are in control and working all things for my good. Lord, I also lift up my loved ones before you. Bless them with your grace, protection, and provision. Draw them closer to you and grant them the same guidance, strength, and peace that I seek. I surrender my hopes, my dreams, and my fears into your loving hands. Mold me and shape me according to your perfect plan. Use me as an instrument of your love and grace that I may be a light to those around me. Thank you, Lord, for your constant presence and for hearing my prayers, I trust that you will answer according to your wisdom and in your perfect timing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And I just, I love talking to God. Um, I love to meditate on his word. I love to just find a quiet place and just talk to him because it's, if you haven't done it before, or you haven't really focused in and you haven't, um, you know, sat and tried to listen. Um, it's, it's really powerful. And um, once, once you, you start to feel the presence of God. And when I say um, I, can, I can hear God speaking to me, it's not like an audible thing. It's just a feeling that I guess he puts on my heart that is almost like a gut feeling. So <clears throat> yesterday I, I said that we jump into the New Testament, which we're going to do. Um, I did mention that I was probably going to dive into John or Matthew, but I prayed last night as I do um, before I go to bed and I just asked 
for for God's input, basically. And I said, God, which, which gospel, um, which book should I focus in on on my on my um, for the first book of of the podcast that I want to focus in on? And um, he put the book of Mark into my heart, and um, I thought, you know what? That's a good one. So I went and I, I revisited Mark and I, I listened to an audio book on YouTube and I thought, you know what, this is really good, especially for um, Christians that would be coming um, and listening and getting to know Jesus for the first time um, um, and, uh, and other Christians that are, um, you know, coming back. But again, for like born again Christians, I think it's important to, um, to hear the book of Mark. Because it really represents Jesus as the magnificent person he was when he walked the earth and, and the magnificent person he still is in all of our lives. It, um, it talks about healing and miracles and walking on water and just everything that makes Jesus so powerful, so magical and so just so damn good. So I, yeah, without further ado, I think we'll jump straight in um, to the Bible, to uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark. And I'll just go over um, some, some different uh, areas of the, of the book. If, I'm not going to read the Bible out in its entirety. There will be parts where I will read, but I'm not going to read it out in its entirety um, because if you wanted to listen to um, the, if you wanted to listen to the the the, um, the whole Bible in its entirety, you could just listen to an audio book and not listen to me ramble on. But anyway, we're going to jump straight into it. So the Book of Mark is the second book in the New Testament. Of the Bible, and it provides an account of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. So here are some key points that I've picked out, um, and some notable verses from the Book of Mark. So number one, the beginning. Mark begins with the ministry of John the Baptist, who prepares the way for Jesus' arrival. The baptism of, of Jesus and the voice from heaven declaring him as the Son of God are significant events. And so <clears throat> it starts... This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It began, just as the prophet Isaiah had written, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people around should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore the leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with the water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And this was just John just announcing that 
you know, the, the Messiah was coming. Um, the all-powerful Jesus Christ was on his way. Um, and it continues, One day Jesus come from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus come up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And the voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went to, into Galilee, where he, was, um, he preached God's good news. Jesus said, The time promised by God has come at last. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. So I think that really just <clears throat> highlights the core element of Christianity in a way um, where it talks about repenting. So we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short. We all sin. Every single one of us are sinners, but God wants sinners, sick people to go to church. Um, and he just wants you to repent, um, to confess your sins, but to also believe that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ down, um, to be crucified to die for us um, so that we can have eternal life in heaven with with Jesus Christ. So the second point of the book of Mark is Jesus' ministry. So Mark highlights various miracles and teachings of Jesus throughout his ministry. Some notable miracles include healing the sick, casting out demons, feeding the 5,000 and walking on water. So if we, um, <clears throat> if I skip down to verse 29 in my Bible, just bear with me. <clears throat> All right. And so this is titled, Jesus Heals Many People. So after Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. That evening after the sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. It's just, um, yeah, it just goes a little bit of the way to show you um, how how Jesus was able to to heal. Um, and it goes on um, into chapter 2. And it says, this is titled, Jesus Heals a Paralyzed Man. Um, and this is one of my favorite, favorite stories from the Bible. Um, and a lot of people reference this story when talking about Jesus. And it's just because it's so incredible um, that he was able to do this. So, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, now let me just reference for a fact, for a minute, I mean, um, 
Some of the words in the Bible are very hard to pronounce, so if I get it wrong and you know that I've gotten it wrong, just bear with me. We'll just keep moving forward because like, it is one of the hardest books to read, and it depends on what um, what version you you get as well. So like, I have got the 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 easy version, but um, yeah, I wanted to sort of go a little bit more traditional. So when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. Uh, because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, "My child, your sins are forgiven." But some of the teachers of, of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking in his heart. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I will prove to you, that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. So that's Jesus just showing his... He's um, just his greatness. Um, he's healing power um, in front of a lot of onlookers. Um, and there was some, there was definitely a lot of, um, Chapter two. Oop, I don't want to play that. There was definitely a lot of witnesses there. Um, so we'll move on. I think we'll do one more from this section. Um, so, <clears throat> actually, we'll move on to, to number three because I, I've only got half an hour to do this podcast. So I don't want to, I just want to touch on just um, some important parts. I don't want to bog down too much in the whole, but I could read the whole book, but then you could just do that at home. So, all right. So the next part I want to touch on is um, is Jesus um, teaching and parables. So Jesus often teaches in parables to convey spiritual truths. Notable parables found in the book of Mark includes the parable of the sower and the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the vineyard. So if we were to go back to um, our Bible and go to Mark um, chapter 4, and then land ourselves, if I can find it, or from verse 1 to 20. So this is titled, The Parable of the Farmers Scattering the Seed. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat on the boat while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. 
As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on a shadow, on a shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun. And since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell amongst thorns and grew up and choked out the tender plants so they produced no grain. Still other seeds <clears throat> fell on fertile soil and they sprouted, grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even 100 times as much as he had planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Later when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the other the others who uh, were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scripture might be fulfilled. So basically he's saying, um, basically he's saying there um, he is, 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 is the outsiders need to have faith um, in Jesus Christ. He continues, When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell off the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at them once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away. As soon as they have problems, they are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns presents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by worries of this life and the lure of wealth and desires for other things, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce the harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as they had planted. Um, so that is a little bit about parables. Um, and it was just the way of Jesus trying, trying to get... Um, everyone to to have faith in what he was saying and, and to follow him and not to necessarily understand exactly what he was saying but try to follow him to um, to gain an understanding I guess would be the way that I look at that um, alright if we go to point number four conflict and opposition Mark highlights the growing opposition Jesus faced from religious leaders and others who questioned his authority the opposition eventually leads to his arrest and crucifixion. So if we go to um, chapter 11 um, and we get down to verse 27, um, it is titled, The Authority of Jesus Challenged. Again, they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking up through the temple area, the leaders, priests, the teachers of religious law and the elders came up to him. They met, demanded, by what authority are you doing are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? Jesus said, I'll tell you 
by what authority I do these things if you answer one question. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over amongst themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the mystery. That's again, um, I guess it all falls back to the faith. Like, um, like we don't know and, and, and it's okay to have doubts. Um, about things, especially when you're coming back into it, back into your faith. Um, like, obviously, there's doubts there. We don't know for sure because we can't see. But I guess that's what he's trying to get across um, in these messages: is that just because you can't see, just because you want, you can't understand, doesn't mean it's not real. And that's what faith is. You need to have faith. Um, you just need to have faith that what what we've been taught um, is the truth. So we'll move on to number five. The transfiguration. So Mark recounts the transfiguration of Jesus where he appears in radiant glory before Peter, James and John. This event confirms Jesus' divinity and foreshadows his impending death and resurrection. So if we go to Mark chapter 9 from verse 2 onwards. So I will just flip there. All right. The transfiguration. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain... He told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they choose to abuse him, just as the scriptures predicted. So, yeah. Look, this uh, this episode's flying by, so I might have to break... Um, I should have really did some test runs before I started this podcast, to be honest. But, you know, it's just the way it is. I, I thought I'd just wing it because, um, you know, I've 
I'm a busy person and I don't really have time to to plan these things. But I'm thinking maybe I'll just I'll have to break these up into um, a few different areas, um, a few different um, podcasts. Um, I guess before I end today's podcast, I just want to share um, the next verse um, in this in this chapter, and it's. It's titled, Jesus Heals a Demon-Possessed Boy. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. And he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. How long has this boy, has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers, he was growing. Uh, when the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd and people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet as he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can only be cast out only by prayer. So, I think we'll leave that there for, for this week's episode. Um... I feel like I'm still trying to find my way on in how I want to conduct this podcast, but I feel like there's a couple of things that I've taken out personally um, from today's episode by studying the studying the Bible, and 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 this is sort of what I wanted to happen um, to understand more for myself. But if it helps others to understand, then um, that's just a beautiful thing. So. But the thing that I took out was that we must have faith. We must have faith that Jesus can move mountains, that he can, that he could walk on water, that he could perform miracles, that he could heal, um, and he can still do all those things. And it also indicates in that in that um, in the Gospel of Mark that prayer is so important. We need to talk to God. We need to ask for things. Um, and if it is in his will, he will provide for us. I, uh, 
I hope you can join me next week. I'm going to dive back in um, to the other part of um, the Book of Mark um, and we'll, we'll have a look at Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, um, the Last Supper, and, and yeah, we'll go from there, I guess. I'd just like to thank you for joining me again today um, and I hope you have enjoyed this bonus episode, I guess you'd call it. Um, but I definitely will be uploading every Wednesday night from now on. Um, so this has been the Born Again Club pod. I've been Troy Miller. Stay blessed. If you want to give yourself to Jesus, just pray to him and ask him to come into your heart. Um, and if you've got things, burdens that are weighing you down, just lift them up to him. Um, and he'll take them off your hands. Just lay them at his feet because... None of our issues belong to us down here on earth. They all belong to him that is in heaven. So have a blessed week and I will um, speak to you all again next week. Thank you for joining me.